This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin and I'm your host and the ministry lead here at Parenting for Faith. Uh, This is episode eight of season four and we're going to be chatting about engaging kids with the Bible uh, with Ed Drew from Faith in Kids. Ed has written a number of books, uh, three books on kind of family Bible times and he's got one coming out next May all about identity and who kids are and we just love Faith in Kids. Um, These guys are on a very similar mission to us. Uh, They've got a podcast, which is excellent. They produce lots of free resources. Um, We're very much on a similar page. So we're really grateful for Ed's time um, and his wisdom here. And the reason we included this is it's something we hear quite often of, I'm worried my kids aren't going to be interested in the Bible. I don't know how to get started. What if further down the track... Um, I don't know what to do with them. It's one thing reading stories at bedtime with a two or three year old. uh, But what about as they get a little bit older and grow up? So we thought Ed would be a great person to talk to about this. Uh, He does mention his book, Adventure of Christmas, and says it's out soon. It's actually already out. Uh, We recorded this a little while ago. So uh, know that you can go and get that straight away if you'd like to do it. Um, And just a reminder that tonight is our Facebook Live event for parents of tweens and teens. Uh, We've been been deliberately very vague there, but probably anyone with a kind of seven, eight, nine-year-old up to anyone with an adult child is going to find this helpful. It's called Scared of Screwing It Up, and we're going to be addressing all your fears, all your concerns, all your worries about parenting teenagers and tweenagers Uh, to meet and know God and kind of all the spiritual parenting in that season where their brains and their hearts and their minds look a little bit different um, and just, yeah, supporting you in that. But I'm going to hand over now to Becky from our team who is going to chat to Ed from Faith in Kids. So I'm here with Ed Drew, the Director of Faith in Kids. Ed, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Ed. Uh, I'm uh, Faith in Kids is an organisation of about eight or so people, and we're trying to help parents and churches work together to raise children to trust Christ. Uh, if that sounds exactly like Parenting for Faith, I sort of hope it is. Uh, I think yeah. Parenting for Faith and us are, are doing something great together. We're both passionate that children need uh, help. Uh, I live in southwest London, and uh, I have a family, uh, and we're trying to make it work too. And I and Say it quietly, but I don't know what I'm doing either. Being a parent is mostly baffling. Isn't it great with <laughs> the church and the Lord? Yeah, um, thank goodness for God. Exactly. How does any parent do it without him? That's a mystery. Now, you and I are both really passionate about the Bible. I was a children's families worker for nearly 10 years, and my favourite bit was assemblies um, when I got to, to share the Bible with kids. But it's not always straightforward. Mm. You know, it's... Uh, not the easiest book in the world to read, and it's got some really interesting bits in it. And you're someone who lives and breathes this. This is all mm. over your website, all over your work. So I wondered, I was going to ask you a few questions. And, and number one is, how can we share the Bible with kids really well? Okay. Um, I, think, I think the first thing just to be clear on is um, it's tempting as an adult to have in mind the only model, which is either a sermon or a small group where people sit, listen, behave, put their hand up, say nice things, pray at the end, and we all walk out happy. 
Now, look, there aren't many parts of children where it looks like that. Children want to run around and move and shout and jiggle and interrupt. So whatever your children are like normally is probably what they'll be like when they open the Bible. So don't, I, I think people assume to open the Bible with children, it has to be well-behaved, ordered, and like church. And, and that, is, that is an unfair expectation. And it's, and it's usually why people don't open the Bible with their children. They think someone else out there can do it. They can't. Someone else's family looks a bit better and a bit more well-behaved. Theirs isn't. So let's not take the risk. So the first thing is, is your, when you open your Bible with children, it's chaotic and messy. Uh, my wife took a photo of our family doing a Bible time at just as I was writing a book of family Bible times. And it's my two children hanging off the side of the sofa. And the third is the smallest wrapped under one arm. He's, he looks like he's the only one who's concentrating because he's the only one who can't move. <laughs> and this was my wife wanting to say to anyone who would listen, this is a family Bible time. Uh, but we think it's worth doing. And also, finally, you don't have to have all the answers when you open the Bible, just like you don't have to have all the answers to be a parent. Um, the Lord has us. The Lord has our children. We give it a go. So you, you open it. There's a heap of resources. Some of them I've written. Uh, open it. Make it short. Uh, tell the children, ask them questions, allow them to engage, allow them to play, get the toys out, work it through together make it less than 10 minutes and pray at the end and talk to God about what you've learned and tell them they're brilliant. Tell your children, you've done it. We've done it. This is it. We are doing this. Yeah. I just had another question. I think you've just answered it for me. It was like, how can we draw kids into the excitement of scripture? Cause I know when I, I read, I'm like, I'm reading Joshua at the moment. I'm like, Oh my goodness. And in my head, <laughs> I'm beginning to join little bits of the Bible together. And, and then I, you know, and I, and I know enough about the history and I've read the Bible yeah. long enough to be able to put it in context. And for our children, some of it is is quite tough stuff, uh, very dry or talking about places and people and concepts they've no idea of. So how can we kind of draw them into this thing that this Bible is so precious and it speaks to us and it, it's just packed full of new stuff every time we come to it? Yeah. I mean, the first thing is children look for, to their parents for what they get excited about. My wife and I don't eat cheese. Most people can't relate to that, but we just don't like cheese. It's very, very hard to get my children to eat cheese. The whole world loves cheese. Yeah, I, I love cheese. I know I'm missing out. I just don't like it. Nor does my wife. It's not the only reason why we got married, but it was a funny thing we found. So it's very, very difficult for us to get our kids excited about cheese. It, so let's just be aware of that. I will probably raise three children who don't like cheese much. And there's not much I can do about that. I, I can get very excited about the Bible and I can get excited that I get to talk to God wherever I am. And, and I, I pray my children share that excitement. So the first thing is, is if we're intimidated and bemused and baffled and act bored, our children will be too. If we, if we are as excited as you are about the book of Joshua, then that's a brilliant place to start. 
Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I don't think many people are as excited by the book of Joshua as I am. Okay. But I think I, I think there's something in there in those stories. Um, I remember when I was young and hearing stories from my parents. I was um about when God just somehow, you know, there was a lady in our church who needed desperately needed something, and it appeared by magic. I thought, you know, it appeared on a doorstep. But my parents explained to me this was how God worked and related it to stories in the Bible. You know, yeah. I think those stories or stories of times when you've read something gone, whoa, that's and, what I needed to hear. And Becky, you've just touched on it too, which is your parents helped you see how what was happening around you was, was yes. the Bible described it and explained it. Um, look, parenting for faith is brilliant at this. We, we are, we are living God's good plan right now. And this is what the Bible teaches us to expect. And it's happening. And there are some bumps in the road, like, why isn't my granny healed like Jesus healed people? And why am I hungry? And the feeling of the 5,000 people weren't hungry. And there are bumps in the road for parents to navigate. But the Lord is still doing his miraculous work. And we as parents have to think really hard to, to explain, to see, to spot. When my children are crying, what is there I can speak to them of Christ so they see this is what the Bible teaches us to expect. This is it happening. Okay, another, another thing, you know, this is another really interesting one. The Bible or Bible storybooks? I don't, I don't want to get too hung up. I mean, look, the, uh, there's a, a one called the Teddy, is it called the Teddy Bear Bible? It's furry. Sally Lloyd-Jones, it's the sort of under threes. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's only got about seven pages. It's a board book. It covers seven stories of the Bible. I read that every night to my youngest. I ended up reading the one page on David and Goliath every single night. I had to act it out. I had to fall on the floor. So I, you know, and that's the start. The start is a three-year-old standing on his dad who's pretending to be Goliath and say this is brilliant there there we there is a, a time and a place we we hope our children get to the point where they open a real bible on their own which is i have to say a difficult step uh but i'm uh the, a joy of living today is uh, this generation my generation of parents have a hundred types of bible and bible books yeah. um and we talk it through with children. We, you know, we we want them to get the differences, and we want them to be part of that conversation. Yeah, there are some there are some brilliant resources, but I haven't come across the Teddy Bear Bible. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I have a look. And maybe one final question. Um, we actually had this sent in uh, kind of as a question recently. It was like, it's basically, how do you do the really tricky bits, like the beginning of the story of Noah? Yeah. You know, at what point do you share that with kids? How do you kind of, yeah. how do you do the, the tricky bits of the Bible with kids? Okay. The first thing I want to say is the parent is the best person in the world to do the tricky bits of the Bible because your children know you love them. Your children trust you and you know your children. So you know what frightens them. You know what they don't understand. Um, you know what they're ready for and what they're not ready for. So the first thing to say is you are the world expert on your children. So the story of Noah is, is usually the first story children find out. And it's about animals and it's about a boat and it's fun. And there is an age where children need to know 
it's also a very sad story. But you don't have to do that when they're three or when they're four. Uh, so, and, and being a parent means you get to decide when they're ready to hear why God sent a flood that, and people died and God knew that it was going to happen. Um, uh, so the first thing is you get to decide. You're not under any pressure, but be confident. And your parents pick up your cues. When you are a bit serious and to choose your words carefully, your children get, this is hard. And your children will run off and say, I, my son says to me, Dad, I want the short version. <laughs> that He gets. When I do a serious face, I talk for too long. Uh, and so I have to learn, give him, the, give him the headlines because he can listen. He just doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hear it forever. So I, I'd say um, tread carefully, but don't be afraid. Be confident. Um, it, if you get it wrong, which I, I honestly don't think you will, but if you do, uh, give him a big hug and come back to it in a year's time. I watched something recently with my son. Uh, Panorama did a really good thing on... Um, essentially how girls are treated so badly in secondary schools and I just thought I want my son to get that and I watched it with my daughter they're 11 and 14 my son lasted one minute and said I, I don't want to watch this and we talked about it afterwards and he explained to me that when he when he watches and listens he pictures it in his mind and it frightens him so we talked about it instead and I just told him I think it's important as a as a boy who is stronger than most of the girls in his class, that he learns that God has made him strong to look after them and not to hurt them, not to take advantage of them. Whereas my daughter watched the whole thing and, um, and we had a good conversation about how she has to be aware. So that's just an example to say, I, I watch my children for their cues, for what they want to talk about and what they're not ready to talk about. We're running short of time, but there's just a, you mentioned a book. I mentioned a book. Uh, I've written three books of family Bible times. The Wonder of Easter. Guess when that is. Um, meals <laughs> with Jesus is, is nine meals Jesus had in Luke's gospel. And the one that's just out, if this comes out before Christmas, is The Adventure of Christmas. Uh, it's it's a, a Bible time for every day in December. Not many families can do every day in December. So you could start halfway through November and keep going till February. Uh, <laughs> it comes with an advent calendar with stickers. I'm all about the stickers. I think most Bible times go better if there's a sticker at the end. Um, and I want to encourage, I think if, if a family has never opened the Bible together, I think probably it could happen at Christmas. Yeah. Every, every Christian family knows Christmas is about Jesus and we would all love Christmas to be a bit more about Jesus than it is. So I want to say, if you've never tried it, if you're nervous about it, have a go at Christmas. The adventure. And Google save, it, you'll find save opening the advent calendar until afterwards. The chocolate yeah, comes last. I think so. Start a timer for 10 minutes. Say when this goes off, we're going to pray. We're going to, we're going to stick a sticker and have a chocolate. That's a great idea. And finally, I also came across something I'd seen recommended but not listened to. You have a podcast for kids, which I really <laughs> like the idea of. Just tell us about that. Yeah. Um, look, if they're listening to this, it means they, 
they know what a podcast is. I think that is a challenge at the moment. Not it used to be for me, no, okay. no longer. So you know what a podcast is. We do two types of podcast. One we call Faith in Parents and one we call Faith in Kids. Uh, you can find them both slightly confusingly by searching Faith in Kids. And then you'll find there they're labeled differently. But it's it's 20 to 25 minutes. We think it's for sort of over fours and fives and up to teens. Maybe my daughter's 14. She can still listen to it with us. It's, um, it's done with my friend Jam, who's a, a BBC comedy writer. So he's a funny guy. He writes funny sketches. We get actors in to dack them out. There's always a Bible story that those actors read for us. There's a short talk. And the highlight is there's just a question for every age group, for fours and fives, up to teens. Just one question. I reckon it's good to listen to these in a car when your children can't leave. And um, you just turn Jam and I off and you turn your children on and you just run through those questions and we, we're just trying to make it as easy as possible to talk about the Bible and to laugh. They sound like a great combination. Thank you, Ed. Thank you very much for having me. And a question to ask your kid to start an interesting conversation. What do you like or not like about reading the Bible? Have a great conversation. We're going to be back for episode nine next week, where I'm talking to Duncan Reed from Raise Up Faith and Wonderborn Studios about your kids' digital diet. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course to get in touch or to find out about training and events near you.